Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to Street Champs. Quick shout out to our sponsors, Rocky Mountain Blaze and Big Bear Wine and Liquor. Anything we're smoking, we got that right from Rocky Mountain Blaze. Anything we're sipping on, we got that straight from Big Bear. Yup. All right, today we got entrepreneur and creative director Jacob Rivera in the house tonight. How you doing? What up, man? I'm I'm glad to be here. Hell I'm yeah. happy. I'm excited. Mm. We're excited to have you. Hell yeah. We're really waiting for this. Because, you know, first off, I don't even want to get into the name, Jacob the Designer, but we'll, we'll get into that, bro. How are you doing today? Let's get into it. No, <laughs> no it's well, been a good day. It's a good day. It's what? We're around Tuesday right now. We're Tuesday. good. We started off this, the week strong. Happy to be back. I'm back. You know, I'm back at work, so I'm happy to be back at work. Happy to be here. and Let's go. Thanks. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, uh, you know, for the, for the people that aren't familiar with you, just tell the people really quick what you do and who they are. Like a one to two sentences. One to two sentences. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm a uh, – my profession, I'm working as a creative director at Wake Up Pueblo uh, 10X Content Marketing Agency here in Pueblo, Colorado, founded by Matt Smith and Grant Cardone. Um, I also have side business, 14knames.com, where we sell custom gold and silver nameplates. Um, I also am a co-founder – and co-director of Kick-Ass Film Festival here in Pueblo, Colorado, which is going down in March, by the way. Got to sign up, kickassfilmfest.com. Um, and also a brand designer on the side, Rivera Creative Solutions. And, yeah, I think that I think that's about sums it up for the most part. Hell yeah. So you got your hands in a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything, and I need a little bit more. <laughs> 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 fuck yeah i love that mentality straight yeah. up damn my easy my, my cat's easy is just like sprawled out on the table bro love it i need that in my life big part of this podcast right here <laughs> hell yeah and i uh, will introduce you know daniel ridgeway here too what's up what's good hell yeah so um all right so before we get into everything that you're doing now we'll start from the beginning you know like i love to do where are you from where am i from yeah I'm from right here, Pueblo, Colorado. That's what's up. Hell yeah. Yeah. How old are you? I'm about to be 26 years old, unfortunately. But I'm actually excited about it. I'm excited to hit 30, actually. So, not unfortunately. Straight up. Damn. Wait, wait, wait. I have have this thought in my head that it's not recording on my phone. I just have to, like, fucking get it off my chest. No, it's recording. Oh, shit. (laughs) That's another thing. Your first three, three, four, five episodes, you're going to be like, am I recording? Am I recording? <laughs> Cut, that's edit. What happens to me. Don't edit that out. Right, straight up. No, I'm definitely going to edit that out. <laughs> I like my podcasts Bro. like I like my... Sex. Raw. raw. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Daniel, what was your question, brother? I didn't mean to cut you off. I didn't have a question. Did oh, I? I thought you were going to say Maybe something. Maybe I did. I forgot, though. Damn, fuck. All right, all right. So you're 26 years old, came from public yeah. Colorado. What side of town did you grow up on? Uh, tec- technically, I grew up in Belmont, but uh, I basically always said I'm from the east side. I've always hung out on the east side. My friends are always from the east side. So, Gr- uh, graduate East High School. So, east side, what up? East Damn. side. Shout out to east side. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Damn. I know that's, there's a lot of there's a lot of politics on that side of town, bro. Did you yeah. ever get mixed up with that shit? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just kind of a part of growing up, but. You know, I always say... Uh, uh, I don't know about for everyone. No? You don't think so? I was never in that shit. <laughs> were you in that shit? Oh, well, no. What are we talking about here? We talking... In the east well, side? Well, we're just talking about... Were you guys from the east side? No. I no. grew up in the Mesa. 
Okay. Well, well, I did grow up. I feel up, like everyone from the east side, this is what I meant. Yeah, I grew up, I, I mean, before I moved to the county, I grew up somewhere pretty ghetto, but I didn't, like, ever get caught up with a gang or anything. Yeah. Well, I was never part of a gang. Yeah, yeah, okay. Per se. <laughs> but Allegedly. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, stuff like that just happens. Yep. I mean, it happens around you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what clique were you hanging around with? What were they called? What was your what set were you repping? I was I was not I never repped the set. Um There was there was people I hung around with. I f- I feel what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There there was there's so actually I mean reality is my my brother grew up more in the gang life um which inevitably I was how do you say exposed exposed to um, so I knew a lot of people, you know, and ultimately, like, I mean, you hang around, you hang around with certain people, you get certain type of things happen. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but definitely not, definitely never was trying to be part of anything. Right. Ever. Uh, a lot, a lot of people, a lot of people, um, from back, back when I was younger would associate me with, um, a music, what really is a music group. Um, but was classified as a gang at a certain point in time was uh, Crumbs to Bricks. What was it? Crumbs to Bricks. I, Crumbs I, to I Bricks. thought you were about to say ICP. No, I was like, oh no. <laughs> no, I mean we were doing music stuff. I was I was a DJ. I was a graphic designer. I was a manager for them. Um, but it just it just personal stuff happened and got kind of stupid and crazy. Oh shit! You were managing Crumbs to Bricks when you were how old? Hmm. That probably started in a. I was about eighteen. Wow. And how old were they? Um, anywhere from anywhere from like. Uh, twenty three to like sixteen, maybe. Oh, wow. Um, different artists. Um, I was a DJ also, so I was technically part of the artist lineup too. But um, yeah, we were pretty young. We were for sure young. Did you guys ever get in like big shows or anything? Big shows, really? I mean, honestly, like, what what ended up happening with that was, like, I wouldn't say we did did any big shows, but what we did do um, that was successful was we were able to line up really close with Trev Rich and AP, who are basically the... They call him AP. They call him AP. At the time when I met him, it was just AP. Um, But, I mean, they're basically the biggest artists in Colorado right now. Um, Mm-hmm. So we did, uh, yeah, shout out to them. Those guys are killing it. Go follow them. Go check them out if you haven't already. Um, but um, we we did some music with Trev, and then we were supposed to do some music with AP. It never happened. But I was also in his, I was a cameo video. I was a cameo in his video, which kind of like took him over the edge, which was dead weight, um, which was pretty quick. I mean, it was it was a it was a glimpse of me in the background, but. I was appreciative of it. I can imagine you like. I mean, I mean, you were what part of Crumbs to Bricks then? I don't want to say a part. Oh, I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't like that phrasing. Um, you were managing. I was. I was managing and DJing and producing with them. Okay. Yeah. Why not a part of? What is it? Why not that phrasing? Because that makes it sound like like people try to people try to put it tr- people try to classify it as a gang at the time. Oh, oh, facts. My bad. Mm. My bad. So, so it's not a part of. You know what I mean? And. And any anyone that was a part of that at the time, I used it. Um, 
would say the same thing is that it wasn't a gang but everybody else looking in that didn't really realize that kind of kind of put us in that category which i didn't i didn't like and i still don't like right not not the most proud of mm-hmm. yeah for sure for sure i mean yeah i mean i could have you don't want to run into crumbs to bricks where you guys beat another cruise up <laughs> yeah i don't <laughs> I, I mean we had people that didn't like us but I don't want to go too deep in that. Right. For sure. I mean, we didn't, we, yeah, there was people that didn't care for us too much and probably people that we didn't care for too much. And I had, I mean, it was just a different mentality back then versus now. Like, if you knew me back then, there's a good chance you don't know me now. Mm. However, I mean, I, I mean, I always had, like, my mind and my focus was always the same. But um, back then, I just, I, it was just different. Oh shit! So was that like your first encounter with like social media managing? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like we, you know, we threw out our music on YouTube, IG, all that good stuff, and we had some pretty good traction. I think uh, the one music video that I directed, we got a uh, like forty six thousand uh, views today. But we had like, I think we had like twenty four thousand back when it first dropped. Over the years, it's reached like forty six, but I think it was like twenty four thousand in like the first month or two. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that was, I mean, yeah, I mean, that was like my first experience. Nah, I want, I don't know. Thinking back on it, like my first experience with marketing and social media, because I was also at the same time running my freelance business, Revert Creative Solutions. So I was, I was doing marketing and branding for other people also. So this is something I already knew and I was also going to college for it at the time. So I was, I I didn't learn through that. It was definitely a learning experience though, for sure. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. That's what's up. So did you rap? No. I mean, I tried my hand at it for sure. Said he made Um, beats. He made beats, right? Yeah. I, I, I did beats and then I DJed, I DJed a couple bars in, um, here in town and then uh, I, I always had a hand in the production and the engineering side when they were making music. Um, but uh, no, I, I, I made a few songs. Messing around. Never put song? anything out. They, those live on my computer. <laughs> those, Still to this day. To this day. How Damn. many likes do we have to get for you to drop those? <laughs> hey, man. 100 bucks. Everything's for sale. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. So, so hey, hey, my PayPal. <laughs> so Rivera Solutions was like your first marketing Rivera Creative Solutions. Creative Solutions. Yeah, so I started that like mm, pretty much fresh out of high school. Oh, shit. I started that, and then um, at the time I was going to school for graphic design, um, and I still I still do that to this day. So you could go to RiveraCreativeSolutions.com and hit me up. <laughs> um, I just basically. At first, it was, like, really kind of broad, like, graphic design. I'd do anything. Now it's basically just logos and branding, mm-hmm. which is kind of a whole monster on its own. But um, I only work with, like, certain people. So it's nice. very exclusive at this point. Yeah. So, um, all right. So going from crumbs to bricks, you were 21 years old, you said. Oh, no, you were 18. 18, yeah. I mean, it probably lost. Like, it probably, like, that whole era of my life probably went through about 21, 22 years old. 22 for sure um and then when did you get like um i guess out of that lifestyle you said that you guys were classified a gang or whatever you know when did you start what made you stop associating with that group um it wasn't necessarily that i wasn't associating with them um 
a lot see the thing is a lot of those people were my friends like from childhood like these are friends i grew up with since we were little kids so it's not like a matter of just like oh like i'm hanging with you guys it was like we we grew up together and we started doing that with the intention of making music and then it just became just something stupid honestly um so it was never like oh screw you guys i don't want to talk to you guys ever again um i still talk to to all of them really it was just it became a point where i was like hey we gotta like you gotta switch that mindset you know what i mean and the conversations changed for me in my personal life the conversations changed but really i mean the reality is a lot of those people are in jail or prison right now so mm. there's not I mean, I I still talk to some of them, but it's not the same. The the group kind of fell out in a yeah, way. Yeah, for sure, hundred yeah. percent. You were trying to go a more positive route, and they were still trying to get the the street life. Uh, I mean, some I mean, with some people it's just some people they just can't get away. I mean, real I mean, really, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't just go away like that. But um, some people are in different situations where. They don't, I don't think any of them wanted to be. They just were there. They had, once you're, when you're in survival mode, you have to be survival mode. You have to be surviving. You know what I mean? So there's no, there's no choice at some point in time. Mm -hmm. For me, I mean, I made a drastic change in things. But I want to, I want to make the point too is that the, um, I never, I always knew what my end goal was. Even then. You know what I mean? I always knew like, this is exactly where I'm going to be. In five years, ten years, I just have to get through this. You know what I mean? Right. So, I mean... You've always had, like, a five to ten year plan? Oh, yeah, for sure. I've always been big on, like, you know, planning out for the future. Mm -hmm. And at the time, like I said, when you're in survival mode, you just have to get through it. So I was just getting through it, really. Mm -hmm. So... For sure. So, all right. So, 21 till right after that, what, what did you get into? Say that again. Right after, right after you turned twenty-one, what did you get into? Oh well, so here's the things. Like, um, so I graduated high school twenty fourteen. Um, went through college, um, PCC, got my associate's degree. Went straight to uh, CSU to get my bachelor's degree. Um, after twenty-one, I didn't graduate college. I didn't graduate CSU until I was what. 24 so i was in college for six years i think i think that's my math correct yeah <laughs> why oh well i mean i didn't do good in high school so we're going into pcc i had it took me three years to get an associate's degree which should normally take two and then it took me a little bit longer to get my graphic design degree my bachelor's degree because you know test scores weren't that awesome so it takes a little longer when you go when you don't do good in high school so it took me a little bit longer. So back in 21, I mean, when I was 21 years old, I still was, um, w w the question was, what was I doing? Yeah, like, um, you know, like a quick, like a quick, what did you jump into right after you turned 21, after you left Crumbs to, Crumbs to Bricks? Like, what, what did you get into right off the bat? I mean, I was kind of on my own thing for a while. Um, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of those guys went to jail, and I was on my own thing. I even, I even actually started to try my own music thing. I had a whole studio in my house and stuff. 
I had a few artists, but it never worked out. We never even put a single thing out, I don't think. But uh, um, it was cool. It was a cool learning experience, too. Um, I mean, really, at 21, I was... I probably didn't shift gears until about 23. It was really my shift gears. I was I was working at uh, Pueblo School District 60, though, for... Um, I worked for them for five years almost. As a what? Graphic designer. Oh, really? Yeah, so I was actually part of their big uh, rebrand. You I see there? I thought you were going to say, like, fucking, like, teacher or bus driver, bro. <laughs> I, like, put on the bus, like, sit down, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I can never <laughs> I can never do that. No, yeah, I was part of, I was a graphic designer. I, was, I uh, rebranded a couple schools, rebranded the whole entire district. And then um, I, I left. I, well, actually, I got laid off during uh, the COVID pandemic. Mm-hmm. Which actually ended up being a blessing, so. All right. That's what's up. Damn. All right, so. Um, so you said you you switched gears when you were 23. What, what happened then? You got laid off? Or? No, I mean, I mean, it's hard to think back that far. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm sounding old. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but, what's up? <laughs> oh, I was like, because when you were 23, that wasn't when COVID happened, though, yet, right? Yeah, that was like when I was. 24, 24, uh, yeah, yeah. two years ago, right? Yeah, yeah, 24. Yeah, I was 24 then. But um, honestly, like when I was 21, I was probably still um, not doing that great in my personal life. It's weird because I was not doing so great in my personal life, but I was excelling in my career very fast. That's what's up. I was, I was in school, so I was about to graduate with my bachelor's. I already had my associate's degree at that time, but I was still wasn't, like I said, doing that awesome in my what do you mean by your personal life wasn't excelling? Like you were just like, uh, caught up in the wrong shit? Yeah, I mean, it, it takes a while. It takes a while for things of the past to leave. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They linger. Right. So at that time, they were, they were still around. They were still a part of it. I'm in a part of my life now where they're completely gone, but at one point in time, they were definitely around. Uh-huh. Yeah, at, you know, 21 years old. That's what's up. I mean, I'm, that's, that's, that's young, you know what I mean? 21 years old, I was... Yeah, there's things happening at that time still. Hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So um, you know, about All right, so about your chain company, when when did you get into making chains? It's an awesome question. Uh <laughs> love to talk about that. Um actually during COVID. Uh So like my pas- my true real passion is branding and marketing. That's I eat, sleep, breathe that stuff. I could talk about it all day. Um I study it constantly it's it's just in me it's just what i love to do so during covid um I, like i said i got laid off from being a graphic designer and a couple months into that i was like i i hate not being unproductive like being i hate not being productive and it just drives me nuts so during that i was like what can i do like what can i do with Rivera creative solutions to where i could maybe like promote uh, work with somebody to market them or brand them differently. Um, what is it that I could do? And basically, no one wanted to... I, I got a lot of inquiries during COVID, which is weird. I think it's just because a lot of people had time to think about their business, their brand. So they're like, what can I do? Maybe I should call this guy and he could help me. But the thing was, I I, I was very um, I was very strict on charging a premium price. I, I didn't want to be your average designer so i was like you have to pay to play to get me 
is kind of my attitude about that. So a lot of people pass me up on you're too expensive and that's okay with me. That was totally fine. But I craved the, um, the having the project and mm-hmm. getting the Being success. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically I was like, well, I make all these other brands sell product and I help them stand out. Why don't I do that for me? Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, great. What can I do? So I started going down the list. My brother um, is big into jewelry. He actually does grills. So um, Lavs Lifestyle uh, Jewelry. Grills here in Pueblo? Yeah. That's fire. Right? Um, I need that fucking street channel grill. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. worked at, um, so he worked at Mile High Jewelers in Denver for a while. And then um, um, at the time, he wasn't working with them anymore. And so I knew a lot about jewelry. I've always been a fan of jewelry my whole life since we were little kids. Uh we always had chains on and stuff. You so put the, you put the tin foil on. You put the gum wrapper on your teeth. Oh, definitely like not. A little badass <laughs> kid, bro. <laughs> definitely not. You know but we always about? had chains. Like 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 when I was younger, I always had like five chains on, watches. You know everything, um, like that. Like I, you could still see some of that, like my Gucci gold frames and stuff. But um, gee, right now, Jeez. yeah. <laughs> but uh flex, not a flex at all the but, jewelry. <laughs> yeah. yeah so um anyway i was like i know i know a little something about jewelry so um name necklaces is something i always thought was was very cool because it was like something that's custom to a customer and it's different for everybody right and something that everybody likes but not everybody could get from you can't just like who knows where to get that right now uh-huh. you know what i mean so i was like cool I'll start that company. And honestly, it was like kind of a joke to me. I was like, I really just wanted to like create a website and creative branding to keep in my portfolio to like keep um, fulfilling that passion of mine. But then I got really serious about it. And I was like, hey, what if I, uh, you know, what if I hit up this company that I've bought one of those necklaces for from before? And I was like, what if I try to strike a deal with them? So I hit them up and I was like, hey, um, you know, I'm, I own this company. Here's my domain, 14knames.com, and I want to make jewelry. I want to make this type of jewelry. Can you guys help me? And basically they came back with, we offer you a wholesale price at this price, and we'll, we'll, help, we'll be your jewelers, basically. We'll be your suppliers on jewelry. So I was like, cool, great. Created a website, did it, and... Really, honestly, I was pretty successful up until I got hired at Wake Up. Um, hate the excuse, but ever since then, I've been really busy um, to run it. But I'm going to kick it back into gear now. Hell yeah. That's one of my plans. Actually, I think I have it on my list of goals for tonight. Is, oh, shit. Is to launch some advertisements because Valentine's Day is coming up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if you're looking for something, <laughs> if you're looking for something for your, for your, for your lady, you need to get your name print it out on a gold necklace and put it around her neck. It's only about 50 bucks. If you want a 14 karat gold, it's about 200 bucks. Best prices guaranteed. 14knames.com. Oh, Always shit. promoting. Oh, shit. <laughs> how, many, how many letters can you do? What if it's like a big-ass name? Up to 12. So oh, shit. it's pretty big names. Um, after that, it's like kind of, that's kind of complicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my name's like fucking like, what's the longest name? I don't even know, like Timothy. I don't even know. I've I've had a few names that went all the way up to twelve, and I was like, ah, like this is gonna be scary, but it oh. went all the way up to twelve. So nice, 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 yeah. yeah. 
damn, I just put a diamond on this joint and it just fucking fell off. Uh, Shout out Rocky Mountain Blaze, man. Keeping us high as fuck. We're smoking on some... Mining out <laughs> the diamonds. Exactly. On some Grim Bastard by Cushmas. Mention Street Champs at Rocky Mountain Blaze and get 5% off your entire order. Is that real? Yeah, it's real. At Rocky Mountain Blaze? Yeah, Rocky Mountain Blaze. Nice. I know you don't smoke, but um, you know if you do some edibles or whatever... Since you're, since you're indulging, I'm going to indulge also. That's what's up. Hey, these guys right here, I support them. Support Pueblo, support local Manpa. Drink Manpa. Drink Manpa. I am not sponsored by them. Just a, <laughs> just a shout out. We but uh, we fucks with Pueblo people. Yeah, I love Pueblo. Hell yeah. I eat, sleep, and kill Pueblo. Wait, what? No. What, kill? Wait, what? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's for a different yeah, pod. I have to cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> but... All right, so let's get back on let's get back on topic. So, about these gold necklaces, man. So, um, so you know, it sounds like you're kind of you're kind of wanting to get into really anything that uh, I don't know. It sounds like you're not afraid to get into anything. I guess. Mm-mm. No, but I always say I always say I'm a hoe for money. So you know, whatever's uh. <laughs> you're a hoe for money. Yeah, I mean, if it's I mean, if everything has a price. So, if if it's making money, I want to be a part of it, guaranteed. And actually, I mean, I mean, I really have a um, a real passion of helping people grow their business lately. To where I just like, hey, whatever it is you do, whatever it is you sell, um, let's talk about. I want to help you somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. That's kind of been a passion of mine lately. But. Straight up. Have you ever watched Nathan for you? I haven't. I haven't even heard of that. What is no. That? Oh shit! It's a it, it's a comedy show where. He goes to <laughs> failing businesses, and he tries to help them, but, like, he just gives them really bad ideas. It's funny as hell. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... it's got... You'd like it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll check it out. All right, so, like... All right, so getting into Wake Up Pueblo... Yeah. Um, how, how, did, how did that come about? Oh, that's... A, that's, uh, that's one of my favorite stories, too. Um, so... During COVID, like I said, I was laid off, had a lot of time on my hands. Um, I started following Grant Cardone, um, and I just, I just, I just digged his videos. Ralph Jump, I think I saw the first video. He was burning a couple hundred bucks, fat stack of money. He was like, "Yeah, he lit it on fire," and he's telling the camera, "Don't be a little bitch. Like, go out there and create your own life. If you want success, you gotta go get it. You gotta work hard. Don't be a little bitch." He's like, this money ain't nothing to me because I'm rich now because I went out there and got it for me. And it was just a video I saw on Instagram, like an ad or something. And I was like, that dude's cool. Went and followed him. Um, started indulging in all of his content, podcasts, Instagram, Facebook, everything. Um, just really dig his style and what he had to the say. Cordone zone. Yeah. Have you have you checked him out? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, super inspirational stuff, helpful, educational. Um well, funny thing is, the whole time I'm listening to his podcast, he's here in Pueblo. I didn't know it. <laughs> but um, um, literally, I'm going through his uh, 10X like challenge, I think it was called. 10X challenge where for six days, he challenged you to do something. And he had little workshops, you know, and he'd go live at 3 o'clock every day to to talk about it and educate people on whatever it was it was mostly mindset stuff and this was like just towards the end of the whole 
like one year of COVID where um, I wasn't getting unemployment no more. So I went into uh, uh, this job as a product photographer at an auction house in Pebble West. And I was basically just taking photos every day of product. Um, but I was watching him on my phone every day. As I worked, boss hated it. But I didn't really care because love them. They're great people. But I knew that was only like temporary. Um and it's crazy because the freaking the news came out from the Pueblo Chieftain that Grant Cardone was in town filming Undercover Billionaire. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe that this is like how I've been listening to his podcast every night. I've been taking his courses. He's been going live every day at three. How did I miss this? There's no way. He's right on my nose and I've been following him religiously at that time. And it was crazy. So I asked a couple people. Um about it no one knew about it and then i i knew there was a lot of people at the event because i saw the videos but somehow um tyler loves this but somehow i didn't get invited which i think is bullshit because it's like why didn't i get invited <laughs> but um anyway grant cardone went live on twitter and it was like the day after the news came out so i commented on there it was a q a and i commented on there Probably about six times, honestly. And I kept saying, I'm from Pueblo, Colorado. Heard the great news. How do? You, how does a 10Xer like me get involved? And I copy and pasted that about six times in his in his feed. And he finally saw it and he was like, he read it. And he was like, hey, Jacob, you need to go see Matt Smith. Go see Matt. He'll hook you up at a job at Wake Up Pueblo. And I was like, cool, you know. Started calling people, hey, who's Matt Smith? Apparently, like, everyone knew who he was because... After my third phone call, my auntie was like, yeah, I know Matt. I went to school with him. Here's his um, here's his email or whatever. And uh, I sent him a video of me talking about my skill set and a portfolio of my work. And basically, I went in there, had an interview. And what's crazy is I was actually – I also interviewed at Parkview Medical for marketing director the same day. And I I felt super confident about that. I was like, I'm going to have to choose between both jobs, you know. Uh, but I definitely wanted to go with Wake Up just because I knew the upside. And I wanted to be a part of that Grant Cardone 10X stuff. And um, freaking Parkview called me and they were like, hey, we went with someone else. And I was just like sad, man. I was like, dang. And it had already been two, three weeks since I interviewed with Matt, so I didn't think they were calling me back. And then uh, literally after, like, Parkville called me. I went and took a shower, came out. So like 10, 15 minutes later, Matt calls me up and he's like, hey, can you come down here? And I was like, bet. I, I told my work, the photography job, I was like, hey, I can't come in today. I went to wake up and I was like, I'm here. Worked there ever since. Oh, shit. That's the set. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they they went to, they actually, so they gave, this is a funny story. They gave me the job and then they were like, hey, uh, just so you know, we're going to go on a vacation somewhere i told him like hey i want to make sure that i i leave this job in the correct way and respectfully give him at least a week's time before i leave them and he's like okay that's cool well we're gonna go on vacation anyway to florida i'm like all right cool and then when i when they came back i came back on like a tuesday um for my first day at wake up and they all came back and they were like yeah, we went to Florida. We went to Grant Cardone's facility and this and that. And I'm like, dang, are you kidding me? I was like, <laughs> I could have went. And oh, out of respect. For, anyway, I'll meet him. I've, I mean, like I said, I was talking to him on Clubhouse. I've met him on FaceTime, but 
I'll go down there and see <coughs> again. Eventually. Hell yeah. So that's how that's a long story for a, a short response, but that's how that's how that happened. For sure. So um so uh Tyler Schoen, you said Tyler loves that story because Tyler actually went to the Grant Cardone University in he Miami, did. Florida. Mm-hmm. And you know, rubbed rubbed fucking elbows with all those people. Yeah, he, yeah. He told me some cool stories about that. But um, all right. So as far as that goes, um, you know, when you're talking to Grant Cardone via via Clubhouse or Zoom or whatever the hell it is, you know, however you're talking to him, you know, what are some of the gems? Like, what's one gem he's left you with that you'll just never forget? That's a good point. You know, um. I'll say two things. However, he never said it to me specifically. Well, you know what? Three things. <laughs> I'll say three things. One of the things is um, on Clubhouse about two weeks ago, uh, he was talking about, I don't know if you saw the Undercover Billionaire show. Did you watch it? Yes. So there's a there's an episode where he asks Matt for $10,000, and Matt writes him the check. There's actually a lot of that got edited out of that conversation. It actually took a few meetings before Matt agreed to that. But um, he, I asked him about it. I mean, obviously, you're not going to give a random guy ten thousand dollars, right? But. And and he told he 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 was talking about it, and I said, hey hey Grant, what do you think? Like, you tell you're telling me you were nervous. He said he was scared to ask Matt for that ten grand. He actually said that he was gonna he was gonna ask for a thousand, but just before it came out of his mouth, he was like, you got to ten x that shit. So he asked for ten thousand because that's his whole thing—the ten x rule, ten x everything. So he ended up asking for ten thousand. That's, that's cap. You think it's cap? That's cap. <laughs> well, he says that's what he said it was, and he said he was scared. He said he was nervous to ask Matt for the money. So I was like, well, you know, what's the what's the difference? Like, I'm sure you've gone into meetings as Grant Cardone and been like, hey, I want ten million dollars, and felt pretty confident about it, and probably got it. It's like, so what's the difference between asking for ten grand as Lewis Curtis and ten million as Grant Cardone? And he's like, he's like, I want all you guys to understand right now that I'm scared in every single deal I go to, and some and majority of the time I lose my deals. He's like, I'm not. He's like, I'm not immune to losing. He's like, I I lose probably six times for every one time I win in a pitch meeting like that. He's like, I'm always scared. I'm always nervous that I'm gonna drop the ball. He's like, but. That's just that's just the name of the game, you know what I mean? And you got to be like that. So, I mean, that's one thing that stood out to me where it was like, okay, wow, like, like here I am thinking he's like an invincible salesman that's super confident, but he goes into every meeting the same way, scared just like me, you know what I mean? So I I dig that. Uh, another thing he says in the 10x rule in his book, which I really dig on, is he says you will. You will either be utilized in this life as a tool to to help somebody else achieve their dreams or you could go ahead and make your own dreams for yourself. You only have two options, to be utilized as a tool or to do it for yourself. What do you want to do? So that's something else I stick out with me. When I'm driving with Matt, I always pick his brain on this when it's just me and him. And I'm like, Matt, what's like? drop some knowledge on me, bro. Like you spent 90 days with dude or... Uh, yeah, 90 days with Grant Cardone, like, drop some knowledge. And one thing he told me that Grant told him was, look, Matt, you have the same exact problems as me every day. We have the same exact problems. The only difference is I have another zero on my, my bank account than you do. 
a few more bank accounts. So you might as well make it worth it. Make those problems worth it. Because everybody in this life has has issues. Everyone has a problem, a challenge that they go through. You might as well add some zeros to the end of the bank account. I mean, yes, that sounds great. But do you think that's just superficial billionaire bullshit? Because, like, yeah, he could spit... He could spit all this knowledge to himself, but he doesn't have the same problems as a person fucking living paycheck to paycheck that's fucking has diabetes. They can't even afford their insulin. Like, he doesn't have that same shit, you know. But um, it's, it sounds nice, you know, to the listener's ears, but, like, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm somewhat falling for it. But, like, <clears throat> the, real, the real skeptic in me, the real person in me is, like, this is not achievable for everyone, you know. You know they say you gotta you got you can you just said you can chase your dreams or you can help someone else achieve their dreams, like um, I think someone would fight for a, a, a middle, you know like some people just want to live. Yeah, that's true. Some some people do just want to. Well, I, yeah, it shouldn't be that way, but it it kind of is. But you'll you'll see though, like like you could you could, I mean you should really honestly never compare, because that's just that's just doing all bad. Right. But um, like, I think I think the thing, the misconception is that all these people don't have issues. May, they might not have the same issues, like you said. They could definitely afford that heart surgery or whatever it might be hardship, but they still go through issues just like everybody. They're not invincible just because they have money. Mm. And I think like, I was like, I'm not saying I've met a ton of them, but I met a lot of millionaires this year. And what I could say is, like, they all go through depression, stress, family issues, challenges in relationships, just like everybody else. Granted, the, I mean, it's easier to get through a lot of problems with money. But when you have a lot more money, you have a lot more money to shove out to other things also. So it almost balances out. I mean, but I don't know. I haven't been there. That's just my opinion of what I'm seeing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I could be totally wrong. Totally. Yeah. Money doesn't solve everything. Yeah, no way. No way. There's there's so many other problems. You know what I mean? That like I said, personal relationships, you can you can never fix that with prob- with with money. That's kinda of what he was saying though, is that is that like he may have another zero to his problems, but they're still feel feel just the same as anyone else's problems. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I mean I mean really I mean really that like what I take away from that is just like I, I'm stressed out. I'm depressed sometimes. Sometimes I'm sad. Like, just like you. Just like anybody in this world. But I might as well be rich about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I might as well I might as well be stressed out about losing 10, 10 million on an investment and be stressed about that rather than be, you know, stressed out about not being able a $1,000 investment, yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? That's just how I took that. So, I mean, I think other, like, definitely everyone's going to take that differently, but I'm going to definitely take that type of information and be like, motivation. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I see that, and I think, like, well, like, even at the mountaintop, it, you know, it d- probably doesn't feel much different than, like, when you're just climbing the mountain. You know yeah. what I mean? That's kind of what he's saying. That's the, that's the funny thing, too, is, like, you'll see, like like, with a lot of... Uh, fast-paced entrepreneurs, no matter how rich they are, their problems never stop because they create new problems all the time. And if you're not creating new problems, this is something else I learned from him. But if you're not learn, if you're not creating new problems, 
then you're obviously stagnant. And a lot of those people are high-functioning individuals that they never they never allow that to happen. They always create a new problem for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they just continue to evolve that way, and it always feels like something fresh, something new, some type of new challenge for them. And they they get a rush out of that. You know what I mean? There's some people that do, some people that don't. But I know for a fact, out of all the people that I've met that are fast-paced entrepreneurs, they continually throw themselves in that situation. They're not like, oh, wow, I'm a millionaire. I could stay right here and stay comfortable and be good. They're just like, I'm going to throw myself and risk it all again. And then they're in the same exact fight as from when they were just barely risking a couple of dollars that they had. Because now they're risking all their money again. It's just a larger amount. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's just what I'm observing from people. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. All right. So um, you said there was a second one. What was the second one? Uh... The second one? I think that was the second one. That was the second one. There was the tool being utilized as a tool. Um, um, the adding zeros, which we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. To your problems. What was the other one? Basically, your problems might as well be rich people problems. Well, that was the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the first one was about being used as a tool. Yeah. Third one, I can't remember. Rewind it back. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember Hell what yeah. I said. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, being scared. Being scared in the boardroom. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was the second one. Being vulnerable, being scared, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the, yeah. Damn, yeah. I think people people are really going to want to know, like, um, pieces of advice from, you know, a person that's already done it, especially coming from Pueblo. You know, people from small towns like this, they're hungry. They're hungry for success, and they just want to know what it, what it feels like mentally to be successful. So it's good to, to hear that from someone. Yeah, for sure. Guaranteed. And like I said, like Matt's the same way. He's from Pueblo. He's successful. Well, but like anyone you ask, they're going to be like, well, what's your what's your measurement of success? What is yours? Mine? Yeah. Um, well, cliche here, but always number one, you want to be happy. You want to be healthy. But I definitely have a certain number in my mind where I'm like, I need to make that much money. How much is it? But so let's, let's put it this way. My measurement of success is this. If when I leave this earth, when I die, my grandkids, I don't even have kids right now, but if my grandkids could live a life better than mine and not struggle in the, and when I say not struggle, it doesn't mean that they get handouts, but that they understand finances they understand business and that they're going to be able to make their own lives for them because i left them the blueprint the knowledge the knowledge and the blueprint because i taught their parents that and they're going to pass that down i could revolutionize i could change the entire trajectory of my family name for years to come after i left this earth so my true measurement of success is that Mm -hmm. that my grandkids should be set you know what I mean? And if they're not set, then I probably haven't done what I need to do in this life. Is how I feel. That's my measurement of success. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that uh, they say, might be off on the number here, but roughly like 80% of, uh, of um, wealth is lost within the first generation after it's developed? Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. A lot of kids don't want to pass. They don't. Someone, someone creates a freaking... Whatever, whatever story, you know, that creates a million dollars a year, $10 million a year. 
the kid never wants it. They never want to be a part of that. Yeah. That's why I said I don't I don't want to leave them my business. I want to leave them the knowledge that they could do their own thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to live my life. I want them to live their life. You know what I mean? But it's it's shame on me if I don't leave them with the knowledge. So I need to set them up for success and that's my success. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, man. That's powerful. I think any anyone wants that for themselves, you know, and if you don't, you're a fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but like, I don't know. Does, is is that far down the line on, I wonder that myself, is that far down the line on everyone's mind? No, I don't, th- I don't think most people, I think most people are more selfish than that. Yeah, that's true. If they're that's really true. honest with themselves, you know. That's true. They're like, I just want to live a good life. Mm-hmm. And maybe my kids. Mm-hmm. That's true. For sure. I think, I think everyone has that star mentality that one day they're going to be a millionaire. You think everyone does? I think so. Not everyone. Well, I, a lot of people think like they're going to win like the lottery or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think every musician or rapper thinks, yo, I'm going to make it. Yo, just True. what you're sleeping on me. Give me a year. And they hate on it. And like, or like every fucking, every streamer is like, yo, I'm the next. Not every. Eh, most, know. most is fair. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to say like every jeweler is like, I'm the next Ben Baller. But if you, if you don't even have that mentality, you shouldn't even start. Right. Mm. It's kind of like if you don't have that mentality about something, like what's like you have no purpose kind of in a way. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, how are you, you going to if you can't believe that you're going to be the best in the world, then you shouldn't even start nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Who, well, who, whoever went on a venture to be the, the mediocre. I mean, but you don't I mean, have to want to be the very best, but, <laughs> but honestly, but you want to get better. You always want to progress. Yeah. You always have an idea that I could be, I could have this potential, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's some people, there's some people in this life that are really satisfied with living yeah. very small, you know, and very true. Yeah. Normal. And that's okay. You know, that's, that's their thing. Yeah. There's also other people that are just like, I, I would love to be middle class and that's okay with them. And that's okay, you know? Just everyone has their own different goal. Their yeah. own ne- different measurement of success. Mm-hmm. For sure. Hell yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, Daniel, what's what's your measurement of success? Hmm. That's a good question. Because I don't know if I want to have kids. I don't think I do. I don't want to raise a kid. No. <laughs> I just want to be an uncle. I, I'm already Hell an uncle. Hell yeah. So. Cool, cool gay uncle. <laughs> I'm not gay. <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> except in the back room of street champs, but <laughs> but well, I'd, I'd I'd love to set my niece and nephew up mm-hmm. and whatever else kids my my brother and sister will probably have. I'd love to set them up, but I don't know. I'd love to live just like a, in a cabin in the woods and not have to work a nine to five. That'd be success to me. Damn, you wouldn't come here anymore. No, I'd come here. Right. I'd come here. <laughs> yeah, this is this isn't work. This is fun, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's fire. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess my measurement of success is somewhere in between both of yours. Like, I don't know if I want to live in a cabin in the woods, no? <laughs> but like, you know, I, I kind of like the go-getter mentality, like something like he's saying, but I don't want to, like, I don't, I don't know, you know, it's somewhere in between for sure. Yeah. It's, I think everyone is different. So yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting to ask people what they think of because yeah. some people just want to live in a van by the river. Yeah. I, not a van. Yeah, I think but like, a lot but of people I, do that. I feel what you're saying because because I, I feel like 
even if you have like a billion dollars, to me, if you have to work like 80 hours a week, like that's not success. Like, I'd rather, you know, I'd rather work less, make less if I'm still living decently. 100%. Yeah. There's some people like, like, I mean, like at like doctors, right? They work their asses off. True. More than, way more than 40 hours a week. You're talking 60 to 80 hours a week. Probably more than that. I don't know. I don't know how many hours in a week. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> but but they don't even... They make a lot of money, sure. But do they even have the time to spend it? And when they spend it, do they enjoy it? Right. You know what I mean? It's like... It's kind of an altruistic, yeah. Like I would never go for to that. Help, to help people. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a... There's a Japanese proverb. I think it's called Hikaji. It's like a, it's like a five circle of a diagram. Ikigai. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. you already know. Yeah, oh, shit. yeah, you already be knowing. Yeah, Ikiga. 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 I said it all wrong. I'm fucking retarded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you already know. So I'm ultra. You don't know about it? Nuh uh. All right. So tell, explain it to this guy. This guy knows it real. This guy knows it. I don't know shit about Japan. <laughs> so it's um, hentai. It's like hentai, but bigger boobs. <laughs> hentai. Yeah, I'm only familiar with hentai. Explain it to me. Related to hentai though. Related to hentai. Let me think. No, I can't do that. Um. <laughs> Yeah, 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 like you said, there's, you know, four circles in a diagram, but there's passion, there's purpose, there's money, and... There's, like, what the world needs. What the world needs. Oh, shit. And when you have all four of these things come together, that's your purpose in life. And it's a kaji? Ikigai. Ikigai. I said a kaji. I'm gonna, I like a kaji better. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's better, yeah. Yeah. Ikigai, yeah. I like to say it as an American. Ikigai. What did I say? I don't even know what the... Ikigai, Ikigai or something? Ikigai, yeah. Ikaji. Yeah. Ikaji. But I mean, that's 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 how you could find, like, your passion or your purpose in life. Because everyone needs money, you know. And you also want to do something that makes you happy. You also want to do something that serves a purpose to the world. And you also want to do something that makes you feel valuable. Right. All four of those things is your Ikigai. Yeah. That, hmm. yeah, exactly. That's hard. That's hard as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> shout out Japanese people. Straight up. Shout out to Jap- Hey, shout out to um, I'm gonna shout out Chris Doe. That's that's one of my uh, content creators on YouTube that Japanese? taught me that he that's is Japanese. Stop Asian hate. <laughs> Straight up. But nah, he's 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 on point. If you want to learn more about Ikigai, look up the future Ikigai. A K A G I. I watched that video like four times, four or five times. How long is it? Uh, he has an hour version and a three-minute version, so whichever one you want. So oh, you, shit. You three-minute version, five times. <laughs> 15 minutes of content. That's, that's fire. 100%. Damn. All right, all right. So, um, you know, back to your life. Yeah. So, all right. So, what about now? Like, what could we find, you know, Jacob the designer doing on a regular basis? Mm, on a regular basis? When you're not working. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I work the plain old nine to five. You know, I usually end up getting off at six just because I work a little bit extra. Um, and that's really for my obsessive nature of, like, getting something done. But then I I have a pretty set routine right now at the moment where I go home. I cook uh, a healthy dinner, hopefully. And not always, but hopefully. I fail sometimes. I'm gonna keep it real, um, and I listen to an audio book the entire time I cook, the entire time I eat, and then when I, when I'm done, I wash the dishes and I wash my clean my house, and the entire time I'm listening to an audio book, and then I work out, which sometimes I 
audiobook or I just jam music depending on how I feel. And then um I need to go to sleep. So that's something new I've been doing is I need I need a lot of structure. Um by the, by 11 I should be in bed cuz I don't sleep well, so I'm trying to focus on that. Nine o'clock, I should be already done with my workout, or I better get started. Um, my din- like my whole entire day is planned out by the hour, wow. which is um, well, I I leave one hour for uh um, myself. So so there's one hour I gotta disclaim that that I have one hour within that where I'm like I could do whatever I want in this hour. Sometimes it's something productive like doing my laundry, or sometimes it's productive as me watching the Rams beat the cardinals last night or sometimes it's um me working on 14k names or kick-ass film fest whatever so i always carve out that one hour one hour to work on your business on on my own self wow good point to that good point to that because that's not enough time no um so what my challenge is right now is that really if i sleep if i sleep at 11 o'clock at night i have a hard time falling asleep but if I lay down at 11 o'clock and I'm able to fall asleep before 12, I don't work till 9. I should be fully capable to wake up by 6.30. If I wake up by 6.30, I have another hour or two it's to work. Yeah, so I have another hour or two to work on my own businesses. So that equals out to about three hours a day that I could put into my own businesses, which is really pretty pretty nice of what I need. So that's my challenge lately mm-hmm. is can I wake up earlier? So that I could put more. In, I got to be rewarded for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I reward myself with more free time by waking up early. Yeah, but also tying back into what you were saying, you could either be the person that's making your dreams happen or you could be making someone else's dreams happen. 100%. You know, you're making working 9 to 5 at Wake Up Pueblo. Whose dreams are those? So let me tell you about that. Um, so every every single salary or hourly paying job in my life has always been looked at as stepping stone, mm-hmm. including Wake Up Pueblo. It's a stepping stone to get where I want to be. So, for example, with Wake Up Pueblo, um, we're, we're a startup, so the pay is under market value. That's, that's honestly true. Um, and there's a, there's a lot of different advantages and disadvantages for example, one of the advantages is I'm able to move up at a company a lot faster than normal because we're a startup, because we're short staff, because we um, there's a lot of focus. The owner is the CEO is inside the building, where in other companies the CEO's already long gone. So I'm able to move up faster. So for example, um, one of my goals going into college as a graphic designer was I want to be a creative director. And I set that goal based on when I would look, so I would be obsessed with this goal and I would look up at indeed.com creative director and I would look all over the country who paid the most and what was their experience level. And almost all of them needed five years plus experience at any marketing or branding agency. Um, I was able to become a creative director with one year agency and that's because I work where I work. Um, and I do what I do very well. Um, my point to that is that I'm able to prestige in my career faster, much faster there, even though I'm taking a pay cut. And even though I'm living someone else's dream, I'm able to prestige faster. 
And when I leave there, I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to put in for a job that pays a hundred thousand plus. Um, and when I do do that, I'll be able to raise enough capital to then fulfill my dream. Mm-hmm. So, yes, for the moment, I'm helping somebody else live their dreams. I've actually heard that a lot this year. Like, hey, you helped me fulfill my dream, <laughs> but um, I'm fulfilling mine too. I have a small stepping stone in that, and it's all calculated strategically from the beginning. Even with my graphic design job at uh, D60, um, I thought of it the same way. I I truly think of every paying job as a stepping stone to where I need to go later. Definitely, yeah. That's a great way to look at it, you know? And, like, I don't mean to, like, you know, just be, like, backlashing everything you say, but, like, I think the audience is really going to, you know, I like to ask the questions that i would be thinking you know as oh yeah no just yeah i didn't feel no yeah no type of way because i there i would be lying if i didn't say i asked myself the same thing yeah hey wait a minute <laughs> think about what what you're doing real quick mm-hmm. but i mean i i've always seen it that way so totally um <clears throat> you know as far as your social media footprint like what uh what kind of pages are you running give a youtube no youtube no YouTube at the time. Um, that'd be cool, though. Yeah. YouTube would be cool. Definitely, like I was telling you before we started, I uh, want to get into the podcast, mm-hmm. but right now I'm just on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Clubhouse. That's about it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we didn't talk about the podcast really much on camera. Can we get into it? You want to talk yeah, about it yeah, yeah, we could get into it. All right, so give us a little breakdown on that. You, <laughs> you forced me to like really do it, which is which I love. Straight up. It's a real challenge now. So, hey, um, if I don't have a podcast out in three weeks from the... When do you usually air? Oh, fuck. Takes a minute. Yeah, this one's going to, you know, there's, a, there's been some ahead of you, so it's going to come out in like three, four weeks. Okay. If I... <laughs> exactly then. If I don't have a podcast um, by the time this podcast comes out, then then I'm, I'm going to be upset with myself. But <laughs> I've been thinking of a podcast lately... I was talking to Derek before this about um, some advice because I'm torn between doing branding and marketing um, type of podcast and on the other side doing an entrepreneurship leadership management podcast, um, which I would call, you know, a lot of different CEOs and leaders that I've met throughout my life to talk about how they took the leap and a gamble of life on uh, into getting into whatever business they are into now yeah hell yeah man i i we were talking off camera your your uh, idea sounded like taking the leap i yeah. really love that that sounds yeah you know because uh i don't know everyone's everyone wants it but no one knows where to start right straight out yeah you ever been skydiving <laughs> I can't because I have a collapsed lung. Oh fuck! <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> we were talking about that off camera. It's like a disability, huh? Uh, it could be. I like, for example, they won't allow me to be a part of the military. Uh, I can't deep sea dive and I can't skydive, and that's oh, about it. Fuck. Those are the three things I can't do. Damn. Yeah. Can you blow up a balloon? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty good. You know, I still run every day, and I feel good. Sometimes I get winded, but yeah. Yeah, as long as you can blow up a balloon and blow out a candle, you'll be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a few other things like breathe, you know. Facts. Facts, facts. 
that's a, that's always a plus <laughs> in life. What about like a four like a fourteen like k like hike? Fourteen k, the fuck, dude. I I've uh, I have no desire to do that. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah, like right. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I have no desire to do that. The incline, none of that. Oh I, no, I. I run for the purpose of getting my running for the day, and that's it. Straight up, hell yeah! And I want to. I don't want to seem like a big old liar. I'm. I'm on like day seven of being consistent on that. Yeah. It's not like I do this all the time. Oh shit! I just challenge myself. Oh well, yeah. Well, that's what's up. <laughs> hell yeah! Day seven. Four, day seven. Four weeks from now. So like. Yeah. Four like, weeks from now, I better yeah, exactly. be on day thirty yeah. something. Yeah. Hell yeah. For sure. For sure. All right. So um, as far as let's get back into it, future endeavors. What can the people look forward to? What can they look? Uh, what can they be expecting? Um, you know, I mean, we have like at Wake Up, like I said, it's a very dynamic place that we're working in. Um, we have the Undercover Billionaire Boot Camp coming in March, which would be two months from today. Um, I thought it was in February. You're right, February. Sorry, this guy, <laughs> this fucking guy. I got it confused with the film festival. Oh, sorry. So. Undercover Billionaires, March 25th. Um, you get tickets for that, undercoverbillionairebootcamp.com, bootcamp, um, where we're going to be. Shut you up, Grandpa. Talk, yeah. <laughs> you got to stay promoting. So so, so, what is that? Because I don't really know what that okay, is. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, our CEO, Matt Smith, is going to basically give the rundown on how him and Grant Cardone built Wake Up in 42 days and went from $0 to 4 to five and a half million dollars in forty-two days. Oh shit! So um, he's gonna give the breakdown on that. Though the TV show on Discovery Channel did not show all the lessons. They're all about entertainment. So there was a lot of educational stuff that happened that wasn't on air that Matt believes needs to be on air. So that's what this event is basically. He's also, um, I mean, the the four chapters of it is basically building a launch pad, which goes into um, what is it that you need to be doing in order to seize opportunity? Because there's no such thing as luck. That you have to be a certain type of prepared for when the opportunity presents itself to be able to take the chance. And that's what Matt was when Cardone walked into his office. The second part is taking massive action. That's basically what they did building the business in 42 days. Um, and what and how and why they did that. Um, after that is the art of the pivot, and something I've learned from him is you know being able to pivot through entrepreneurship. I mean, he started a business in the middle of COVID, and this billionaire guy Grant Cardone gave him the business and then said, "Peace, I'm out." <laughs> it's like, what do you do, right? What do you do next? So we're gonna talk about that, and then. Finally, we're going to talk about the conversion hack, which um, is basically content marketing. If you're putting out content on social media, it's a lot easier for you to close deals, close sales in a meeting because everybody knows your name already because they already saw you on Instagram, mm -hmm. YouTube, etc. So those are the things we're going to talk about. We're going to have some guest speakers like RJ Messenger. Um, he was on Undercover Billionaire Season 1 with the billionaire uh, Glenn Stearns. Um, he's been a crazy entrepreneur since, um, some came, some people like, uh, Ken Jocelyn, he's a, a big part of EXP and, um, was it, 
he has a scaling like a coaching business also uh joel burr he's a marketing um president and then there's also like mia who's our director of strategy and eric thompson who is a executive uh, business coach and our president of operations at wake up so all those people are going to be speaking other than matt telling the whole story so that's undercover billionaire in a not so nutshell (laughs) (laughs) Um, long story medium yeah (laughs) but other than that we got um right after that we got the kick-ass film festival which is you know um this will be the second annual where we challenge filmmakers for 72 hours to write film and edit a short film up to eight minutes long and then we give out some kick-ass awards of you know best film best director best actor best actress editor etc and we show it on our big screen at wake up pueblo 150 seats so so when is that one that is going to be march 26th oh shit um any filmmaker could register right now on kickassfilmfest.com um how much is it to register right now it's 50 for everyone who registered the first year and 75 for any newcomers um after a certain point in time in March, um, it's going to go up to $100 for everybody. So get your so get your registration right now if you're a filmmaker. So it's for like groups or is it just one person? So we've had people that submit films and they're one man team. Mm-hmm. We've had other teams that are like eight people on the team. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it but just it's depends. Still, it's still 50 people for a t- or $50 for a yeah. team though? Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean you get all your friends together pitching five bucks, you're good. Or you be one man show and... Pay hundred bucks, seventy five bucks. Huh? Yeah, let's get in that shit. Hell yeah! What's the typical films you're getting? Um, so so we actually, um, when we when you register, there's a specific date which it starts because it's seventy two hours. It's timed. So what we do is we the day of right at nine a.m. on a Friday, we give you a genre, a prop. A, a character and a line of usage, a uh, line of dialogue. And you have to incorporate all four of those things into your film. That's the way we know that they didn't make this film two years ago and it's perfected. That's This is how we know that they're going to make the film right then and there in 72 hours. Does it- you have to turn that film in in 72 hours on the dot, no exceptions, no excuses. So we're going to have um, genres, all, all types of different genres, involved in it it's it's very random okay so everybody gets something different everyone gets something different so you're gonna see when you go into the film fest as a spectator to watch the films you'll see an action followed by a comedy followed by a romance followed by a drama you know it, it continually stays different when, um, what's the prize the prizes um we have i know for the kick-ass award which is basically best film it's the best award um it's a thousand or fifteen hundred. Don't quote me. <laughs> it might be one of those. And then the audience choice is five hundred or a thousand for the audience choice. Then we have every single person gets an award. They get this glass trophy, a certificate, and we give them most of them. We give them a software or some type of prize. Last year we gave out um, some softwares, some filmmaker softwares that cost up to three hundred, five hundred dollars. Um, that we just gave it away. They were our sponsors, and um, we gave. A, with GoPro Hero 9, um, a bunch of different things. So 
It's a lot. We, we make sure we give out some good prizes because most, most film festivals just give you a certificate and they say, hey, congratulations. And we don't think that's cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, you know, fucking this guy right here writes some, writes some really good Hey, man, you better stories, join the bro. film festival. I write, yeah, well, I need to find a team because I just write. All right. Glad you brought that up. Okay, so we have another event, February 12th, the Friday or Saturday, February 12th, um, called the Meet and Greet and the Public Showcase. So what we do there is, say you're a writer or an actor, makeup specialist, whatever, and you don't have a team but you want a team. You go to the Meet and Greet, and there's a bunch of other people that are just like you. Oh, shit. And... And they'll recruit you on a team or people that already have a team and they're like, hey, we don't have a writer, want to be a part of our team. So that's the whole purpose of the meet and greet. And then also we have local filmmakers submit their films um, that we show for free. Well, well, I mean, it's $10 to submit a film, but we show it on our screen in front of the whole audience for free. So um, it's a good way to just show off and network. If If you're in the film community or want to be in the film community, Meet and greets where you need to be. That's what's up. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll check that shit out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now now I'm expecting both of you guys there. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you better come I mean, too. I'll be on this guy's team. Yeah, like, exactly. All, this guy's going to be Already, let's go. We're, we're, we're a team package. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. Super gay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's awesome, man. Like, uh, Pueblo really needs more uh, creative stuff like that, for Fuck sure. Yeah. More outlets. Yeah. To um. I guess we kind of went off subject to your point, more future stuff. That Those are two of the big events that I'm focused on right now. Um, other than that, we've got the podcast coming. Mm-hmm. I committed today live, not live, but on the podcast, so it better be out by the time this airs. Um, the other thing is um, I think just continuing 14 key names for very creative solutions and uh, – the new thing I'm going to start doing is uh, coaching. I, w- I want to coach businesses. So if you're a business out there and you want to know how to scale your business, I'd like to help you. I'm good for now. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's a really uh, necessary skill that a lot of businesses don't really understand, like where to even begin. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I have a lot of people that hit me up these days and they're just like, hey, like, can I get your advice? And I always just tell them, hey, you know what? Let's go meet up for lunch or a drink, and I'll just sit there and listen to what whatever challenge it is you have in your business or your idea, and just give some genuine, honest advice. That's that's all I want to do. I just have a passion for that, so that's what I want to do. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, you know, are there any more topics that you definitely want to get off your chest? Mm. <laughs> topics I want to get definitely off my chest. How many times have anyone interviewed you? Ooh, one time. One time, yeah. In here, like on purpose or not on purpose? Uh, no, I went on another podcast. Shout out David Armenta and uh, Brad Dasso, Lasting Legacy Podcast. Nice. Fire. Well, I want to. I want to ask you what we have looked forward in you. Uh, what do you have? What do you have to look forward to me? He, he hits you with the Uno reverse car. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you know, like hopefully I grow up to be a big strong man. <laughs> like lots I mean, of, in all my broccoli. Yeah. No. Nah. I mean, what do you have to look forward for me? Sheesh. Hmm. Let me think. Really? Just like more content. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Wait, wait. Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. All videos. Thursday, Friday, live. Um, I want to get up to four, like 
I'm going to start off with two hours of live content every week. I want to get up to four hours of live content every week. Um, I want to get my live game up. Fucking get my streaming game up. All that shit. Hell yeah. What's the, what's the like, the end goal for you? Um, my end goal is to fucking... Quit your job? Yeah, I want to fucking... I don't even want to quit my job. No. I don't even have a job. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what's a job? No. My end goal in life is to... But with street champs, with my life. Which is about- uh, you, man. Yeah. You. <laughs> what's my end goal in my personal I mean, street game? champs is obviously a part of you. Yeah. But, but I just want to know about you. You know, like... I'm not even doing... I'm not even looking at it like a... Like that, bro. Like, I'm enjoying every single interview that I'm having right now. I know every single interview is just more networking. Like, I never would have met you if it wasn't for this, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm not really trying to... Oh, that light has been off this whole time. That light behind Daniel. <laughs> Should I turn it off? No, I mean, we're, we're, about, to, we're about to finish. It's already dead-ass battery. No, it's... <laughs> but, um... You know, I don't even know. I'm, that's not really an angle. I mean, I just want to podcast. I want to make content. I love to talk to people, and I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to keep going up. And I want to talk to people like. I want to like you know you you want to you're an entrepreneur. I want to talk to people, like homeless people. I want to talk to like prostitutes and shit like that. Like I don't want to just talk to entrepreneurs. I want to talk to fucking everyone. So. Get people's stories. So why? Why is why is that? Like, why is that over? Like, you like made it over entrepreneurs. What do you mean? Like, you're like, I want to interview these type of people, <laughs> not entrepreneurs. I mean, because okay. more people will relate to the struggle than the fucking than the. <clears throat> I made I made a thousand dollars a day. I made a million dollars a day. Whatever, whatever. You but, know, yeah. like. But that's not the end goal. I mean, you could do that now, right? So, I mean, my end goal is just to be able to talk to more people without ha- without the worry of having to work a nine to five. Like, I just want to talk to people. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about like, so like what tends to happen is a lot of people ask um, entrepreneurs questions and they get very like, I'm successful type answers. Um, but you'd be surprised on the amount of struggles that they go through to get that success. It always looks through. It always seems to be like overnight success, and it never is. I've never, at least, I've never have met anyone that's overnight success, or followed anyone on social media that's overnight success. It might appear that way, but I've never seen that. So, shout out to Clapper. Cla- <laughs> yeah, shout out to him. I just heard his music tonight, <laughs> but I bet you he was making music. You know, for years right. before he Since went. Since he was seven. Yeah. Guaranteed though. Guaranteed yeah. though. I swear, if you if you went back, I bet you he's been making music for a long time he's, before he hit. He's all, when I was nine, they said I was trash. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I'm, that's what I'm saying though. Like, like I would I would just encourage you to ask people about those struggles. You know, and ask people about because, I, like I said, I I truly believe everyone has. Their fair share. I mean, I feel like we got into it tonight. You don't feel like that? Oh, yeah. We did. I think so. I mean, I do want to say, though, like, um, you're saying, do you, is there anything else you want to talk about or whatever? I do want to clarify that, you know, the the earlier earlier what I was talking about with Crumbs and Bricks, um, I, I love those dudes. I grew up with those dudes. 
no longer affiliated, no longer a part of it. Not proud of it at all, but I am 100% proud of going through that and being where I'm at, 100%. And I actually want to take those um, moments of my life and transcribe it into uh, what later will be a book on teaching people on the hustler and gang mentality to that the reality is is that they already have the power and the knowledge of majority of the CEOs. So I've met CEOs and executives in the boardroom. I've sat in those meetings. And I've also sat in similar meetings with main main people I don't know how to word that. Main people in the streets that are successful in their game. Um, but, and the about those locals. big ballers. Something like that. Hustlers. <laughs> and the, the meeting, the conversation is the same. The leadership is the same. The management style is the same. So these people actually um, have what majority of bachelor degree business management people don't have a business sense yeah they very have a developed business sense they know about profits they know about how to manage and lead a team however they're just doing it in a negative way and once they shift that focus and decide that they could harness all that energy into something positive that they'll they will be successful and they will be able to detach themselves from that old lifestyle so eventually i want to start coaching about that and i want to eventually write a book about that about the hustler mindset and in particular the street hustler mindset and how they're already positioned to win they just need to believe in themselves to do it straight up wow that's awesome man. it's very powerful that is, that's yeah. dope yeah that's cool and that's a unique book concept yeah that's, that's an early drop. I don't know. I don't, that's an early tease right there. I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't know if that's going to come out in four, five, ten years. But right. that's that's what I want to do. That's what I think I could speak on the most. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome, man. I think I think it's really needed. My cat is like having a dream. Her tail is going. Uh, <laughs> How funny. Um, yeah, you know, is there? So you definitely have to get up, get that off your chest. Is there anything else that you need to just fucking? You said we didn't talk about the struggle enough. I I mean, we touched on it. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, yeah. I I mean, I just think, I you know, I think there's definitely everybody has their own fair share. Yeah. That's just how I feel about that. No matter rich, poor, anything, everyone has their fair share, it's just in different forms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone kind of creates problems if they don't have any, in a way. Some people just don't create good problems. Yeah, yeah, I think that's too. You have good problems, bad problems for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not specific, though. Not specific. I wanted to, I wanted to get that out there for sure, for clear it up. Um, any, anybody that anybody wants advice on that type of stuff, feel free to hit me up. Hell yeah. 100%. No matter what. No matter what the circumstances, hit me up. I'd love to speak on something like that to somebody. For sure. Hell yeah, man. Um, all right, so do you want to tell the people where to find you and shout yourself out to the camera? Yeah, so <laughs> I've, it's interesting. I got, you know, two Instagrams. Jacob the Designer. You can see a lot of production, creative uh, brand, um, a lot of stuff having to do with Wake Up there. 
Um, if you want to see more inspirational, uh, more motivational and uh, specific to me, you would follow me at 14K Jacob. Um, that's it. That's well, it. Well, speaking on that, we were gonna have you two guys arm wrestle for the for the term the designer. Is that? Hey man, I had that for like two years. I don't know how long. Yeah, you had he's, that. yeah. I, I moved back. I didn't live here for five years. <laughs> I, I moved back and and claimed that title, so I didn't oh, even know shit. about you. <laughs> Honestly, you know how I came up with that um, when I first started at uh, Wake Up. Like it's like. They, like, try to build you up as an influencer almost. Like, every one of the employees. So, I'm like, <laughs> they were trying to tag me and stuff. And all I had was my Instagram, which was full of a lot of old stuff from my past, which I wasn't proud of. So, I was like, shit, I got to go archive some stuff. So, I archived some stuff. <laughs> and then I created a new um, – well, actually, I already had it, but it was Rivera Creative Solutions. Um, but I wanted to make it more personalized. And – the social media director at the time was like, hey, what do I tag you as? What do I tag you as? And I was like, uh, uh, Jacob Designer. Just thought of it real quick. And then I went in on my Instagram and changed it real quick oh, just shit. because I wasn't I wasn't proud of what it was at the moment. So I changed it real quick. That's how I came up with the name. That's so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fire. <laughs> yeah, I came up with my name just because I have a graphic design degree. <laughs> so. Yeah, that graphic design degree from where? Fort Lewis college dope yeah graphic designers hey if you ever want to talk about graphic design brand designing you know love to facts all the time bro you know i do everything i do everything here at street champs except for except for i guess all the talking (laughs) except for all the talking yeah but all the design all the editing all that shit leaving the light off that's me yeah I think it died in the middle of the thing or Did something. It? I don't it turned think off. It's definitely plugged into the wall, so it didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe you just didn't have it on the yeah, whole time. Didn't, yeah. How funny. But all right, all right, guys. So uh, so is that the only place they could find you? Was just your Instagram? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually, we'll have and a podcast. S- Eventually, you know, I just decided right now in the middle of this interview, the leap, taking the leap. Is a podcast that's gonna happen straight up, so you guys can go follow that too. Mm. That'll be linked on his Insta. Yeah, we'll we'll link it up to this YouTube. Can I do that? Yeah, can yeah. I send you the links oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. to Thanks. everything? Oh yeah. All right, cool. And and shout out to you guys. Appreciate you guys having me. You guys are good hosts. You know, dope I, hanging out with you guys. You know, that's what we do. That's what we do <laughs> for sure. Hell yeah, Daniel. You want to shout yourself out? Yeah, check out my YouTube, Daniel Ridgeway. Uh, yeah, that's about all. That's about all, folks. All right, guys. This has been Street Champs. Thanks so much for listening. Jacob the Designer, Derek the Designer, Man Pa, Big Bear Wine and Liquors, Rocky Mountain Blaze, videos Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Subscribe on Patreon now, fucking Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all that shit. All right, guys. Peace.